Welcome back, guys, to Behavior Strategies for Class. Your students' med- mental health affects their behavior, which affects their learning. So how can you help? Well, listen in for three ways that you can nurture your students' mental health. Hi, guys. Welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget to leave a review. I would love to hear from you. And also join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, interact with other educators there and also message me I would love to hear from you that way as well and if you have any questions or concerns I would love to be able to help you and lastly hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing you are involved in your students mental health You are the first person who is going to see if your students are regulated or dysregulated or if they are so upset and just crying or so angry that they can't even speak. They need to just put their head down or as you get to know your students, you're going to see, you're going to start to learn their like off days where you can tell that they're really struggling or where they're really sad or like I said, or where they're really angry. Sometimes it is hard to focus on your students' mental health when you have so much that you need to teach, so much that needs to get done during the day. And especially at the beginning of the year, like everybody's learning routines, learning expectations, And then it's hard to get a hold of maybe your mental health team because they're, you know, helping with other things. So remembering that you are the first person to connect with your students, really, and see how they're doing. And I've worked with students um, who have all kinds of different mental health struggles and they react a lot differently You have some students that just, 
you know, explode at you, explode at other students, other staff, students who just shut down, won't talk to anybody, students who just walk out, students who just sit and cry. I mean, you know, our emotions can be all over the place. And especially as young kids, they don't know what to do or how how to handle it at times. And so you get them falling apart in your classroom. And that's really tough. Sometimes I understand when you're trying to teach. And like I said, get all of your things done that need to get done that day. And you have students that are just a mess. So how can you help? Now we have helped students. Of course, we're usually the ones that you know, help get the student back in the class if they walk out, um, if they're crying uncontrollably and you can't teach, nobody else can learn, hear you, we usually would take that student out as well. And those students who just shut down, we usually just leave them in the classroom unless they do respond to, you know, let's take a walk. Whether or not they talk to us, or sometimes even if they don't talk to you, but letting them know, again, that you are there to help them, to support them, to encourage them whenever they're ready. Sometimes it's just too overwhelming. They don't, they don't even know where to start. But just for them to be reminded that they have somebody who cares about them, who's ready to listen when they're ready to talk. And sometimes I know that's frustrating, but it's also just giving them that space to process for themselves in the way that they know how. So again, it goes back to learning about your students, connecting with them, building relationships with them, and you will begin to see where their struggles are. So how can you help? So number one, I would say, is to teach them to identify their emotions, what they're feeling at that moment. So if they are like crying, and maybe not out of control crying, but crying, you could say, you know, you look very sad today. Do you want to talk about it? And sometimes, like I said, they don't want to talk about it right then. Other times they do, and sometimes you need to call in a counselor or somebody, some other staff member to help at that point. Or sometimes you could answer, you know, are you okay if we talk about it at recess time? Or are you okay if we talk about it, you know, after we finish this assignment? Whichever, whatever works best for you. But just reminding them that you are there for them and then helping them So why, you know, why are you crying? Is it because you're sad, you're anxious, you're depressed, you're... um, Sometimes people, when they get so angry, they cry. Sometimes I do that. (laughs) You know, so we all sometimes react differently. But just getting them to understand their emotions a little bit more 
will definitely help them grow and be able to see how can they help themselves and learning strategies to help with that. So number two would be what ways can they calm down? So these would be the strategies that they can learn. Is it breathing techniques? Is it, you know, taking five deep breaths and blowing it out? Is it, um, there's a figure eight breathing. There's a high five breathing exercises. Is it just sitting with your head down for a few minutes? Do they need to take a break? Outside of the classroom, five minutes, come back. Or do they need to just talk to the counselor or somebody else, some other mental health team? So helping them to learn those strategies and what they can do to help them calm down. And some of that stuff, like I said, is what they can do by themselves and on their own and their breathing techniques. Sometimes just sitting quietly, having that quiet space, maybe in your classroom. Or they just need to talk to the counselor. So learning that they do have different ways that they can respond and help with their emotions. And then number three would be helping them build relationships with their peers. Giving them their own support system of people their age. I mean, we know the importance of them having a positive relationship with you as the teacher, but it's also important for them to build relationships with their peers. Is there someone in their classroom that they could just sit with quietly? Or maybe someone in their classroom, you know, that they want to work together on a project or something together. Or sometimes maybe they need to read together. Whatever it is, helping them connect and build relationships with their peers so that they can have their own support system for themselves. And they can know that they have a friend that they can trust as well. So these are just three simple ways that you can help your student nurture and grow their mental health and helping them identify how they're feeling, learning ways to calm down, breathing exercises, giving them strategies on what they can do. Another way is also journaling. Sometimes it's easier for kids just to be able to write it all out and not necessarily will they share it with you or another adult or even another friend, but that they can get all their feelings and express everything down on paper. And we know that that helps just to get it all out. So you could even ask them like, Would you want to write it down? Would you want to journal? Do you want to practice breathing, the breathing exercises? Do you want to take a break? And sometimes they want to take a break, but they want to stay in the classroom. And of course, if that works for you, then they should, that should help them to calm down. 
So the beginning of the school, I'm sure you've seen lots of different emotions of students coming in. You know, excited, happy, sad, a mixture of both, anxious, all of these things. Just as we are feeling all these different emotions as well. But I want to encourage you because your students need you. And your classroom may be the only place that they feel safe, cared for, and heard. And that's huge for any student, no matter the age, for them to know they have a safe place. And again, it may not be the only safe place that they have. There's lots of great families out there. But just for, and then, of course, you know, we have those students who are struggling and don't come from the best family situations. And so when they come to school, they can relax. Like they don't have to worry about what are they going to eat for lunch or what are they going to eat for breakfast or is there someone they can talk to? Or like I said, it's just you're a bonus for other students who have that positive home life. So obviously, you're a win-win either way. (laughs) Students can be happy to be there, whether they have a great family life or whether they have lots of struggles and things stacked against them. You are a win-win for your students and they need you. And I just want to encourage you to continue to reach out to them, continue to help learn, uh, help them grow in their mental health because we know how important that is because their mental health affects their learning, affects their behavior, all the way around it affects your student. So keep doing what you're doing showing up for your students, encouraging them, motivating them, inspiring them. Because every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. And that's a quote from Josh Ship. And thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free 
These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this, that every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.